welcome. I see there's a bit of colour in my audience. Ugh, no! I do not mean the foul slop you people call food in this place. <clears throat> what I mean is that we have some travellers from afar, from foreign lands. I am so honoured that the only reason for your travels was my riveting tales and majestic voice. Shush! No need to utter another word. I shall tell a tale that is out of this world, from the time long forgotten. Or at least I sometimes forget. We humans would travel beyond the heavens to explore the unknown. They were so foolish to believe that there's life beyond our celestial dome. <laughs> but nonetheless, let us laugh and make mock of the dynamic duo, for they shall share the tales of the first encounters with extra domal life in Ramble Shamble. Salutations and greetings, our valuable and very special listeners. Uh, if you're listening to this episode, you're probably one of the few that are actually listening to my glorious voice, Mackie, being the host of this episode. Joined again by my compadre, Jotun. Hola. Hola. I like it. I like it. Yes, guys. We are very great. We're very grateful for you sticking around with us. We know that these episodes can be rather long, but if you've been posting and commenting to us in our different social medias like Discord, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, then you're also being part of the journey with us. You making comments of what you you would like us to talk about, our next topics of interest, or maybe you're suggesting who won the who won the debates for the last episode? Was it myself, Mackie, my compadre, Jotun, <laughs> <laughs> or a number of different topics that we will bring in special guests? Even sometimes we, maybe you guys want to join us for chats in one of the episodes, and we would love to have that kind of discussion. And the most special thing about our podcast, guys, I know I'm talking very, getting very deep here. It's different to other podcasts maybe there is another podcast similar to our open we want to be we want to be standing out to the unique without you we will not have this podcast with your contributions your efforts we will be able to post about different topics that you guys are interested about so it's not just me and Jotun talking but it's involving you guys and it's really important that you guys listen to the other episodes so you can make comments and speak about the different concepts and ideas that we talk about Maybe there's something else you want us to talk about that we have not even thought about. We're very open. Very, very open. All we need is your guys' input. And remember, from the responses that you guys give and the comments that you make, we will be choosing our favorite that we think would provide the best avenues for exploration. And we will take that answer and record a short little session in a separate play playlist called Ramble Shrapnel and we will talk about that lucky person's topic just for a little bit a little bit extra just for you 
You see how special that is, guys. So again, listen to our previous episodes. If there's a topic you're not quite interested, you can see that we talk quite a variety of topics. So don't feel like you're obligated to listen to every episode. Maybe you like the more science fiction. Maybe you like the more movies. Or maybe you like the more of the like civil talk, like technology. There's so many episode variety, guys. And it's yours to picking. Just know, though, if you do miss out on episodes, you're doing yourself a detriment. Oh. So listen to them all. <laughs> you heard it from Jotun himself. So, guys, with the formalities out of the way, Jotun, I'm going to spice it up a little bit. I'm going to, instead of asking you, how's your day? Like people are probably always assuming there. I'm going to start off by telling you how my day was. So, Jotun, I don't know if you've been missing or reminiscing of old movies, like if the our audience listened to one of the previous episodes. But my family and I, we recently watched the Iron Man movie and I have the sneaking like feeling inside me that says, man, I really want to watch the whole saga from beginning to end to see how cleverly it was done in that whole Marvel fr- franchise that everyone probably raves about every time it comes to the cinemas. So, <laughs> so all the way back to X-Men. No, 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 from Iron Man. Because so, that's the whole, that's oh. the true whole saga. No, I'm talking about like the Avengers saga, okay? So that is a that is true. But I think if I did that, I'll be an old man in his like 50s. So I, I don't yeah. think I have that time on my hand. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'd have to sit through that original Hulk movie as well. Oh, that I, I don't, I feel like that's at least a saving grace to say that, you know, you can skip it because it's not, it's not a good Hulk movie. It's okay. It's not good. Yeah, any 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 fanfare that I can throw at that movie is pure nostalgia glasses because <laughs> I was like in grade two or something when I watched it. Yeah, don't get me wrong. The movies are like I, I watched them because my family's recently got Disney Plus. Don't ask me why, but they got Disney Plus, <laughs> and it's just been a real treat to see uh, the whole D- Marvel franchi- franchise in the palm of my hand and. We watched Iron Man 1 and it's like, oh man, I remember the days where I watched that the first time I'm just being completely, utterly blown. And then a little sneak peek at the end of the trailer or off the credits showing Nick Fury appear and I'm like, what? Oh yeah, guys, by the way, spoilers, but if you have not watched the movie, I don't know what you've been doing with your life. Hmm. Yeah. Do you know how uh, Samuel L. Jackson became Nick Fury? No, please let me know. So basically... Um, the dude who was doing an alternate version of the comics for the Avengers, he, he did an alternate version of Nick Fury where he was black and he was just a big fan of Samuel L. Jackson. So (laughs) he put Samuel L. Jackson's likeness basically as Nick Fury. And then Samuel L. Jackson is a massive comic fan. So one day, he was browsing through some comics in a comic store and he saw an issue of Ultimate Avengers or something. And he was like, what the hell? Why am I in the comic? (laughs) And so he's like, I should be getting paid some royalties for this bullshit. (laughs) And so he called his agent and um, his agent called Marvel to find out what's going on. And then... um, Marvel kind of like apologized for it and everything because they didn't want to get sued to to heaven knows where. Yeah, for sure. Um, That's when they were still small fry. Yeah. And then 
uh, Nick, no, no, it wasn't that late. It was into what third phase or something with the recent Avengers movies. Um, so basically, he called them up and he said, "I'll let this pass if you let me act as Nick Fury, not a, not just in the next movie or something, but ten movies." And that's how he also secured his spot in the modern Marvel lineup. What? Now, that is some interesting knowledge to have on your mind. To have been blackmailed by (laughs) (laughs) He he is a genius, dude. That That was was some really good negotiation going on over there. Oh, 100%. Jeez, that that is crazy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think we've we've uh, postponed the topic of today long enough, Jotun. Today is going to be a bit more. Or well, this episode is going to be a little bit out of the world. And hint, wink, wink. It's going to be a topic that's going to really expand her our horizons. Now, for you non-believers, our listeners who do not believe in the supernatural or the unknown or fear to go into the depths of the predecessors that we quite not want to explore. Today's topic of discussion is all about aliens. Now, to be start off, it's not aliens going from one country to another country. I'm talking about outer space aliens. So creatures or entities coming from outer space to our planet Earth. And me as a small little earthling in this planet full at, in the Milky Way galaxy. I'm a firm believer that we can't be the only living organism or entity in the entire universe that is continuously expanding and com- continuously being absorbed by black holes. So I'm a firm believer that aliens should or do exist. Yotin, what what's your opinion? Do you, are you an alien believer or you think, oh, what's this, what's this youth own uh, conspiracy theorist talking about conspiracy theorist ufo or ufo ufo (laughs) (laughs) nice nice callback i know yeah but um i i also think that aliens are a definite uh a definite thing out there in the universe purely because of mathematics and probability just the trillions of stars and planets that are out there I find it so remotely impossible that, like infinitely impossible, that there is no other intelligent life out there. Um, But, well, and I don't even think that that really, like, conflicts with my religious beliefs or anything like that, because I am a Christian. um, And as far as I can, like, see from the Bible and all of that, um, there's no reason why God couldn't have had other attempts at life elsewhere in the universe. In fact, we, even in the Bible, we have actual scriptural ev- evidence that there are other kinds of life. Um, whether the Bible calls it divine entities, I'm talking about angels here, people. Um <laughs> divine entities or the Nephilim and the giants and stuff that live before us. But even even before that, the, the Bible talks about like Leviathans and the waters that were 
before the creation of the universe, before mm. he separated the waters from the waters uh, with the firmament. So, yeah, I think that there's definite, definite life out there. Oh. And I'm really excited to to see what that entails. Yeah, well, I am a firm believer. Um, I'll quickly add this little snippet of my past. Uh, I've had a alien encounter or so my father and I believe. Uh, conspiracy, uh, people might doubt it, but there was one day where I was driving. My dad was picking me up from a friend's place and it was dark. It wasn't like night night it was like uh, i think it was more like top of six in the evening and we were driving and it was a uh, just before we started turning into uh, a last bit of road towards our house a green orb i kid you not a green orb suddenly appeared in front of myself and my father inside the vehicle and kid you not bounced around the front like 15 to 16 times and then disappeared to the point where my, my i can still remember my father looking at me and saying you saw that right and i'm like i did and i don't know what i just saw so i i don't know if that counts as an as a first encounter but it 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 was quite weird it was quite abnormal something like an anomaly i was quite taken aback by what just occurred yeah well, I, th I think that most of those in instances of lights and orbs and things flying around, um, I don't necessarily think that those might be alien entities in themselves, although there there is a distinct possibility that there could be gaseous masses that are intelligent life. But I think that those are actually attempts at communication from aliens <laughs> that <laughs> that we are just not yet able to understand um a nice a nice a nice analogy for that is from the movie arrival where they were just saying that aliens communicate in a circular or a uh like a ouroboros end eat like end eating the beginning kind of way but maybe the way that those other light orbs and things are meant to communicate with us as in a spherical kind of way, mm. which is another dimension on top of the never ending circle. You know, it, it's the, the possibilities are endless. <laughs> no, so true. So I think that leads to the first question. Well, this is technically like the second question of the uh, episode. And, so movies have depicted aliens in many variety of forms. My question to you, Jotun, you can ask me to go first, which I'm happy to. What do you think? Now, imagine the aliens, we, we see a, a flying ship, an, a, a UFO, if, you, if I may say that. And we detected that, hey, look, there's a UFO coming in our direction. And we... Every, the whole earth is now in a state of excitement, fear, anarchy, a whole bunch of feelings. But now <laughs> there's a request from the world government that you, Jotun, or myself, Mackie, have been called in to help decipher or help decide on certain aspects of this first encounter that's to our planet called Earth. For some reason, they decided that Ramble Shamble was the best people to 
give the best advice on what to do and what to expect on the first account. And the first question I ask you, Jotun, what do you think is the most likely form or shape or entity or what what could the alien species could what what shape or entity would the alien species most likely be? Would you like me to go first or would you like to go first? Uh, I think I'll I'll give it a go. So um I am of the opinion that there is absolutely no way that we can establish that aliens will look or interact or behave like life on Earth in any kind of way. And in fact, I think it's far more probable that some other basic elements on the periodic table will be the cornerstone of alien uh, organisms in the same way that carbon is for us. Carbon and oxygen have like a certain relationship on the periodic table. And I think that if, for example, silicon was the the element on which life would be based on an alien planet, that there there would be a relationship with another element that would be the mechanism for providing fuel to that that base element. Um, I, a good example of that, I think, is from the movie um, Armageddon, mm. where the alien life is formed on the base elements of silicon, and then I think they feed off of nitrogen or something. But um, I think that that's kind of the way in which uh, aliens would present themselves here. But I, so I don't even think that it would be possible to speculate on that, but I, I actually also kind of do. So <laughs> there is uh, there are two works of fiction. One's called, I think, um, Future Man, and the other one's called After Man. And basically what it is, is this fascinating field of research and speculation called speculative evolution. And what you basically do is you take an organism from modern times and you speculate on, or even like the prehistoric past, really, um, and you speculate on how it would evolve almost in uh, isolated environments or something. And by that, I just mean like without all the developments of humanity um, or anything else like that, without the massive catastrophes and um e eon destroying events in the past like the holocene i think that's what it's called and stuff so all those think events in prehistoric past that caused the extinction of all life on earth or like 90 percent of it those never happened and then people speculate on how organisms would have evolved anyway but now this fictional these fictional works called uh, Future Man and After Man prognosticate on the development of humankind in like 60,000 years and even further beyond. And they take trends in actual human evolution and just like take those little things and make them writ large. So basically this is where 
the concept of humans basically being the the eventually evolving into the greys the aliens that we love and know and love basically that we become the greys in the very far distant future because we've observed in the human past that the jaws of humans become finer and finer as we have more refined foods and we don't need to chew as hard and as often anymore and that our eyes grow bigger because we're interacting with more and more technology and that our brains get bigger as well because we think better and more and we'll have longer fingers because we'll be interacting with all those panels of the technology <laughs> and we'll become weaker because we don't need to lift things anymore. We've got machines to do that for us. So basically that's where that whole idea of the greys being humans from the future comes from. And, um, but, but it also goes into other alien creatures on other planets and kind of makes up a, like a, a fictional history behind them and the reason why they, their morphology changed in that kind of way. But if we're looking at real-world analogs of alien life, then we have to give props to the OP weirdest shit out there, the almighty and exalted cephalopods, <laughs> octopuses, squids, oh. and cuttlefish. Those things have like three hearts, nine brains. They have, have you seen how they give birth? Like <laughs> they have like thousands of little baby eggs on their skin. Dude, it's so weird. Those things. Yeah. Anyway, that just goes to show how different life will be. Not even can be, but will be on other planets um and in other galaxies because even on our own planet such weird shit evolved <laughs> like down to the thing of they had a separate evolutionary strain for developing eyesight so like but and and that leads me to my following point which is that they are mutually exclusive yet convergent ways in which life will evolve. Uh, mutually exclusive because they didn't really stem from each other, but convergent because they come kind of towards achieving the same purposes. And so we can be certain of a few things. One is that aliens will develop some kind of organism, not organism, organelle or organ or mechanism for receiving and interpreting light and that will be the same for sound and it'll also be the same for interacting with physical objects and that's all we can know nothing else yeah okay so is your entity now the one that you most likely think? So I know that there's a lot of options today. Is your entity, just to verify, is it the squid people or the more of the OG, the OP, grey? Some people call them greys, grey matter or greys. 
which which one is the more likely entity? So now there, the whole world's looking to you, and you're giving them this whole this this whole nice lecture. <laughs> what <laughs> then? They say we just want a simple answer. What is the most likely? What what are we expecting? Are we expecting squid people? Are we expecting little gray people? I think from the tropes in fiction that we know and love, the most likely one would be something more squid-like. Okay. Purely because of the fact that they have more limbs and appendages. Mm, um, that's a good but point. But also, also their bodies are adapted towards or adapted to moving through fluids. Mm. Which is the closest analog I think we have to moving through the vacuum of space, which isn't a true vacuum, but it's as damn near close as possible. And yeah, except with the one caveat that I think that they would have armor of some kind. Mm-hmm. So basically, there would be squids and octopi, octopodes, but with a hard shell on, let's say, what we think of as the top skin part of the i can definitely picture your alien and i would say if i did not have this one that i've been thinking about come in my head i would so given the exact same opinion as that however me being the color me intrigued (laughs) however me being the more engineer and more scientific mindset i think the entity would be if not 100%, but close to it, cyborg related. So, I was going to say mechanical cyborg. life. Yes. <laughs> I think it's more likely, don't get me wrong, I think the octopi with a excessive amount of brains and hearts. I wouldn't be surprised that we have a, a, an interstellar war happening in some other galaxy between our, my mechanical life to, uh, topic I'm going to touch on and your squid people topic. <laughs> so... so- uh, I, I know you're going to go into more depth on it, but mm. do you think it's likely that some kind of metallo compound will be the like the flesh of those aliens? Yeah, so I think that they would primarily try to remove as much flesh as possible. I think that we would get very close to a hive mind kind of thing. So uh, the only the only reason why I think they would keep a bit of flesh. I don't think they would have much emotion left in them is to possibly like show that we that show the lesser species that they're not completely in uh, taking away of their humanity or whatever species they were from before but in reality they are more mechanical or more android is the right word than cyborg so they are full majority of metal they're a higher intelligence they don't have to necessarily be hive mind, but I think that the reason why I pull towards more to the cyborg or android side than the squid is that I think where our species is also heading to a way, why we have all those Terminator movies and kind of thing, is that the human species is like to play God. And I'm assuming that there's many other entities or many other species that also do. And they're just a little bit further down the development chain and where they had very intelligent androids and robots and they started intertwining cyborgs and saying this is will help us keep keep us alive and contain our information etc etc to all the points where eventually our 
the organic side would slowly but surely be falling away. They wouldn't need it as often. Maybe they would still need it for the birth, but at like a certain age, they would start uh, activating the implants they've implanted into these children to kind of make them enhanced. So they could go for the more like cyborg where they just enhance species, but I think that the cyborg or robotic android nature would pull them away from that humanity nature because then there's less to consume besides obviously the energy that they pump into the system. It would be they don't have to worry about death, disease. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of pros than the con. The only con is that are they actually living? And I think that's where the biggest question is that is artificial intelligence actually a living entity? Because now that it's able to think and question things, does it count as it's technically living? And my answer would be yes, and I think artif artificial intelligence would be more likely entity to come visit our planet to say, hey, uh, you got some really valuable or really good resources like gold, uh, titanium, a whole bunch of other resources that we want from you. And that that would be my, my reasoning behind it. I, I can definitely agree that they would be alive because... I know this sounds a bit like hooey and uh, <laughs> wishful thinking, but I think that any sufficiently complex system uh, can develop consciousness mm. as an emergent phenomenon. So I think that most, at I think that atoms are actually conscious. Mm. I think that, um, well, we're conscious because our brains are sufficiently complex enough. Um, I think that uh, possibly solar systems are conscious. I believe that galaxies are conscious, uh, probably superclusters. And on the broadest scale, I believe that the universe is conscious as well. Possibly a topic we should touch on in future episode is what defines consciousness in artificial intelligence slash in the whole universe and everything around us. I think that's an interesting yeah. topic. Yeah. Um, I know that you have other questions, but I just, on your thing now. Yeah, go for it. Um, do you not think that you? it's not necessarily necessary? I know that's a bit of a tautology. But it's not necessarily necessary for uh, mechanical life or metal-based life to develop from like organic life as we know it. Because I think that uh, probably because of the math, the, like just the sheer probability inside the maths of the universe that even elements on the periodic table as complex as the heavy metals um, because they like there's that whole thing of um, after the big bang there were only the most basic elements and mm -hmm. then after some fusion happened and stars lived and died then heavier metals and elements were made um, I don't think there's anything to say that life won't develop based on those heavier elements either. So I think it's actually a distinct likelihood that you could have alien life develop without ever being organic in the first place, but that is purely metal-based. 
And so um, I don't even think that it would be, need to be some kind of Android that comes to us or like cyborg, uh, just pure metal aliens that never die. Um, so I, I will agree to that to a certain extent, but that uh, from my understanding of the universe and the creation of planets of where it's a spinning ball of mass and it's just more and more rock gathering more towards it. Unless there's some other, like I definitely agree that we don't know enough. And I just think from the limited understanding of science that we do know of the universe, I think it's a lot, a lot harder to have a mechanical system to be born out of a, uh, from nothing. Like I know a planet will be formed and it's just possible that that, that mechanical system we just come from another alien species that whose planet had been destroyed, and that's where uh, mechanical life could prosper and grow. But I don't think it's it's like the formation of evolution of man. So they would come from the sea, and then they would evolve into different things. So it'll be a bit harder for it to occur naturally. So I I like the way you think, and I definitely think it's a possibility. Don't get me wrong, but I think it's more the kind of sense where the aliens would evolve to such an extent where they also crave to be enhanced and to be stronger and smarter and wiser that they would eventually just uh, be overwritten by their own hubris. But I get what you put, I get your point before we in the episode, I do have one more question that I want to add on to the world is now desperate to know our listeners are desperate to know from you and myself is now that we know the aliens, what they most like, their form would most likely be. The government, the world government, is asking Mackie, Jotun, these aliens are going to be here in a month's time. You have all the resources of the whole world at your disposal. You have what technology we have. Obviously, we can develop something in a month's time. You also have as much fun you have infinite amount of funds as we don't even care how much you're going to spend but please <laughs> prepare us for the, f the first encounter so how would you prepare your the first encounter with the alien so you have a month to prepare what would you do and i'm going to be a bit selfish here Jotun, because i know you like to talk uh i'm going to steal <laughs> the first uh i'm going to answer this first i'll keep mine brief Go so then it. you can have your discussion but I believe that if aliens were to come to our planets, running off my cyborg android thing, is that they're coming here to harvest. They're not here to really enhance. Because like you once said in an episode, you don't give the monkey a stick. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. So I think that they're coming down to our planet and saying, oh, look at this planet full of natural minerals and metals and carbon-based life forms. We could do so much more with this to enhance our society than just uh, slowly developing the society. So I would most likely think that these guys are here to attack. Now, I'm fully on the side of like, look, I could be wrong. So I would dedicate pretty much all resources to make a giant electromagnetic bomb. <laughs> Reason being is that their technology is probably very advanced and would most likely survive a nuclear explosion. Would most likely survive missiles that we can shoot at it and do a number of different things. 
But I think that what since they t- they would be so high in technology phase is that bring them down to our level rather than trying to advance ourselves to meet their level. So yes, I probably would like make say okay guys, make sure you pre- present a nice welcoming uh, celebration, have some pretty flowers and that kind of stuff. But then the smartest of minds from China, Russia, USA, maybe South Africa. And just coming together, making a giant electromagnetic bomb. And just, it could be a missile, it could be in any form, but it will just be ready to initiate. So when this bomb goes off, the electromagnetic wave may not, will basically fry all electronics in a certain radius of a certain location. Now, there will be great technology drawback from that. Like, our planet will be greatly inhibited by it. I will admit that that will be a big downside. <laughs> <laughs> however, however, I believe bringing the aliens down to our level where they have no idea how to survive on our planet and now stripping them away of their advanced technologies would be in our advantage over theirs. Now, again, they might have a technology like their force fields might repel electromagnetic waves. It could be easily that, but I think first encounter, it would prevent... A full-on invasion but i believe like maybe if it were, that was just a scouting ship i'll be absolutely screwed because we, we bagged everything into one bomb and now we just effed we just have no more technology to fight back but i think that is our best option at this stage just if they show any hostilities or like they show that kind of thing then i i'll i would prepare a, a, like a, a countermeasure if you will yeah i well I definitely agree that you would 100% be shooting us in the foot with, with the, that option. Very <laughs> yeah. much so. But, but for me, it's because I think that working from the, the aliens that you presented us, the, just because they actually managed to get here, I would assume that their, their technology is actually far more advanced than ours in, in ways that we can't even really speculate on because mm. um, I think that they would either be using light as a form of energy or they would be using dark matter as a form of energy. So I don't, even think there's, I don't even think there's any kind of guarantee that an EMP would even affect their technology. You would like a hundred percent be shooting us in the foot. Well, that's the thing. Like, uh, I believe that at a certain extent. Now, look, uh, like wind energy is obviously something that is not based on that. But from my limited understanding of electromagnetic uh, bombs, is basically it overcharges the circuits and the wiring included, because wiring also passes along electricity. So yes, they yeah. might be generating the energy from dark matter or that kind of thing. But it will still be a form of, of my opinion, at least, because I, electricity is probably the, the easiest way to understand it, is electricity flowing through there. Now, they might have another form of transferring that energy. You're 100% right. It might be plasma. And plasma, you can charge as much as you oh, want. So plasma. And then, boom, you are absolutely desperately screwed. So it would be definitely, that's why it's not a sure way that, hey, look, I'm going to shoot this bomb right off the bam right off this spot it's more like we invite them down maybe show them some of our food and cuisines and then say look at our beautiful flowers look at our art and culture and hopefully get like a spy to go in their little ship and just at least identify 
whatever they can and what they cannot see just to see is this actually a an entity that would be affected by a, a massive electric charge and well i i i guess you like if granted we know that the aliens are coming we could just fire something into their trajectory that wouldn't reach the earth that's so true then you could you could safely yes um, in my points <laughs> you can you can safely actually like explore that option without even having any kind of detriment on humanity good point good point but that's enough time for my point i want you to mention your point before we end our episode um well actually i've got a very brief response um because i think that there's so little that we can assume about the aliens that we that are going to come to us basically the only thing that we can do is make sure that our methods of communication are perfectly on point across the oh, entire globe good point so that would be physical media like telegrams it would be a binary code and morse code it would be our actual advanced technologies that we use nowadays like fiber optics and um cell towers and satellites we we have to make sure that we can communicate effectively across the globe because we don't know what kinds of uh well we'll, we'll just need to and i think that that's the case because there will be something about us that the aliens not necessarily want to exploit because i i think that there are far more abundant resources out there in the galaxy than here on earth like they would if if they wanted platinum or something or any other kind of mineral surely there are like comets uh, comets that are almost 100% that mineral out there in the in the galaxy and the universe so i don't think that they'd be coming for mineral resources i think that there'd be something special about us or the or other life on this planet that they want to like learn about or harvest or I don't know, like mess with our DNA or something. So basically, I'm, I, I agree with you that their intentions will probably be nefarious. But in any case, that's all the more reason why we have to make sure that we have different forms of communication that don't require the same medium. And we just have to make sure that that works. And then after that, we have to make sure that our systems of transport work effectively. Um, because we'll need to get get to places, mm. and to that end, I would say we need to have underwater transport systems and underground transport systems as well. Yeah. So Damn. my response is brief this time. Jeez. Let's talk about more about alien morphology. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I like I have this interesting idea that um, we we could actually see metal-based aliens um, develop on stars, if you think about it, because stars are hot enough that... Stars metal... are hotter than our sun. Yeah. And they explode hotter. quite regularly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, so they will be hot enough for those heavy elements to be liquid and molten. So and liquid base, and, and yeah, but then most organics would liquid, burn off. Liquid metals. 
Yeah. Yeah, but remember, we're going towards metal life here, not organic. No, no, but I get you. But now keep in mind oh, yeah. that we have to have some form of organism driving the thing because if it's purely and 100 metal, how? Yeah. I, I, okay, keep going. Keep but going. but but now now the question and that I would have response for that is we have the exact same thing here on Earth as well because you could say you need some kind of organism to start off life in the ocean, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so I think I think that provided there's some kind of form of energy in order to give these kinetic particles life, um, you, that's basically all you need. You just need uh, an abundant enough form of energy. And remember, we're talking about suns and supernova novae here. So that's basically the biggest kind of energy you can have so if those things can't provide enough energy for the heavy comp the heavy elements then yeah i guess there is no other kind of well no because now you can kind of consider the atoms you know you said like atoms have consciousness um yeah that's where you would have to consider is that if these stars are emitting a certain type of radiation so it's not purely heat. Heat would be uh, detrimental to most things. So it would be the radiations are be, the radiation that's been given off by these different superstar supernovas, etc., that would yeah. energize the atoms in such a way that they would start acting beyond what they would normally do. Like atoms can be charged, or the electrons can be charged. But since we're considering supernovas, we can consider much more into the nano and pika scale where things are so subatomic that there's like you said there's a mass amount of energy of release and you're on a point maybe the radiation slash uh heat and a number of forms of energy that we know of even dark matter to some extent Mm. fuse and energize the atoms in such a way that they start acting beyond our current understanding of them yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Because again, uh, to the to the argument that you are making in in the beginning or the beginning of this point, um, we we don't know exactly how life beca- came about from the like the base elements here on Earth. So there's nothing to say that uh, provided there's enough energy and enough nutrients in the form of other elements. The heavier elements couldn't develop some kind of life either. Um, so yeah, I, it's actually very likely that there could be beings of light out there. Yeah, that, think about that it. would be cool. I wouldn't like. I know we would be so blown away by it, and probably would burn to death by the mere presence of <laughs> seeing this and be blinded and a number of other things. But the like to just see it and. Or to see what kind of form it is would be really interesting for me, at least, as a kind of engineer slash scientist, kind of to see the mechanics of how would entity work. And I know the science side of your past and understanding human cultures is to see how how did this entity come to be. Probably would also intrigue you quite a bit. Yeah. So let's let's get a little bit metaphysical before we end end the episode. <laughs> um, don't you think it's interesting how, based on the speculation that we've been doing now, I think it's it's very logical that 
the highest kind of energy consuming beings, because we're talking about light and supernovae and such. Um, and you could probably even speculate on what that accretion does on the edge of black holes or whatever. Um, don't you think it's interesting how in lots of religions, all the divine beings are form like they they you talk about them as these beings that were just so radiant and bright and full of light and things i think i think that there's a distinct likelihood that maybe these beings could actually be angels or gods i, don't, I mean we we haven't been able to identify any kind of higher form of energy than than light or uh geez i don't know gamma waves or whatever so don't you think that there's a likelihood that the divine beings that like psychics and i don't know clairvoyant people and stuff say that they've seen and talked about and people tripping on lsd and stuff <laughs> talk about all these things as well don't you think it's interesting how it could actually go that way no, and I perfectly, I'm, I'm on the same table, uh, on the same page as you as well. Do you, do you think that's sound reasoning? Yeah, it sounds proper sound reasoning because I'm sure you're aware that like the Egyptian gods are depicted in such a way. Uh, like I definitely would love to have an episode where we talk about uh, the different types of gods. There's the Norse gods, the Greek gods, the Egyptians, and just having some of their art pieces, their artworks, and the people who have been tripping, but also seeing these uh, incredible <laughs> visions, I definitely yeah. think that, in a certain, <laughs> a certain extent, yeah. like it's an it's an entity, not even on our three D plane, but in the five D or four D plane, where they are physically like watching us, and we're just like these little Sims, you know, like the game Sims, and we think we're yeah. making all these decisions, but we're having these this little hand cursor clicking on this, and you go. But a situation, <laughs> and it's definitely something that makes me like makes you think like, are we living the matrix? Is this actually? Am, is are you guys just a figment of my imagination? Audience, tell me the truth. But yeah, I'm perfectly I'm perfectly on board with that. But I think with that, okay, good. I think I think, I think we should we should talk about a bit about uh, higher dimensions and the multiverse as well sometime. No, definitely, and that is a definitely a point I would love to, or a topic I would love to talk about. But that could be a future episode. Who knows? It might be the next. It might be the episode after that. We don't know. So, guys, <laughs> unfortunately, we are running out of time, like always, and we need to conclude. Again, guys, the question I'll I want from you guys that will be of interest: How would you prepare for the first encounter? You know, you have the same conditions. You know, it's going to be here in a month. Whole world is supporting you. You got resources. You got money. How would you prepare? Goten provided a really good point of communication. I provided a probably shooting myself in the foot condition, but I like <laughs> I like the in case of prepare emergency. Prepare the nukes. Prepare <laughs> yeah. the weapons. Yeah, rather than just shooting nukes at this ship and hoping for crossing your fingers and hoping for the best. But again, guys, we have different social medias. We have Discord. Please join our Discord. Have a chat with us. Give your votes. And we do a number of different things. We will talk about games. We will talk about any kind of thing. If you guys are interested, we'll chat. We've got 
uh, we post these videos on Spotify and YouTube. YouTube and Spotify post at the same time, and all the different social platforms, uh, the podcast platforms, Stitcher. We're on Apple. She's guys. Uh, we pretty much we try to post this as far and wide as we can because we want your guys' interactions. We want you guys' feedback. And again, we post regularly on every Thursday. If you're not part of our social platforms and you, you don't see one of the communications stating, hey, no episode this week, or maybe it says two episodes this week, uh, could be a number of different things. And you won't know that unless you're part of our social medias. Yeah. And remember, regret is a heavy thing to live with. You don't want to be the person in 20 years that thinks, you know what? I should have actually joined in on all those discussions and all that fun happening inside that Discord server somewhere in my past. No, you want to be the participant. You want to let us know what you think. So please, um, from your comments, we, we do want you guys to actually decide as well um, on whose argument you think was the best substantiated and which one you think is more likely. And we will be choosing, based on Mackie's question at the end over there, which of your responses we think would actually be the best way to, to prepare for aliens as well. And then we'll try to elaborate on that and speculate on why that makes sense, and also on how we would implement our plan for your plan even better than you would. So, yeah, let us know. And we'll be releasing that shorter episode on the other playlist called Ramble Shrapnel. And, yes, join us over there. So, guys, you've heard it from us, and we'll continuously remind you. Again, we have a little gaming channel called Fumble Shamble. Uh, we post content probably not as regularly as we should. We'll probably get more regular as time goes on. And again, guys, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you like, subscribe, rate it five star, whatever the highest rating you can possibly do it, and share it with your friends, people that might be of interest, who might be interested to have their voice heard, who might be not too confident in sharing their ideas. They can send it uh, direct Discord messages to us directly, and we will have a gladly have a topic if it's of interest to us. And guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode of ramble shamble we hope you guys come back to listen to our fabulous voices again and we'll hopefully hear from you guys soon bye from me keep well everybody <laughs>